Hi, it's Andre from the Hard On Fantasy Football Guidebook. You'll be saying wow every time you check your roster on a Sunday and see yet another player's gone down with an injury. It's like regular fantasy football, but worse. It's like spending $25 on a guy who may have died from COVID weeks ago. It's like clockwork watching your first draft player die in the first two weeks every fucking year. The regular approach to fantasy just doesn't work. Drafting players based on professional rankings and potential, this hard-ons approach guarantees the same consistent result year in and year out. The toilet bowl will have your name smeared onto it. This is for the rookie GMs, the veteran GMs, the I don't have time GMs, the perennial playoff GMs. The hard-on fantasy football guidebook holds 12 times the amount of COVID in each unit. Look at this, it just does the work for you. Even if your players aren't tearing their ACLs, you can count on the disease to get them. Why don't you want to? Why would you want to work twice as hard? It doesn't stress. It doesn't win. Doesn't make a mess. Ring it out. You're still the same old shit fucking roster. You wash it in the washing machine. It's made in fucking Germany. You know the Germans always make good shit. Here's some cola, some wine. Raquel fucking Armstead. Coffee. Come. Dion Lewis. The Beluga had him in years past. Cola. Tears. Gordon Slutton's knee juice. Pet stains, blood stains, Saquon Bartley's fucking knee, Mike Williams' spine, and misery, voila. Not only is your damage going to be on top of your roster, there's your mold and mildew that rots down right to the bench. That's going to smell. See that? Now what you're going to do is reel it in real time. Look at this. Put it on protection. Turn it over. Fix the lineups without putting any pressure on your guys for form. 50% the injury. 50% the COVID. 100% guarantee bad luck. Right there. You following me, camera guy? The 50% bad luck starts when you draft David Johnson. First overall in 2018. My guy was a lock. Then bam. Broken wrist. Game one. No one else is going to do that for you. It's like a, a vacuum sucking the life and fun out of all football and friends. And look at this, virtually dry on the bottom, under 100 points again. See what I'm telling you? The hard-ons fantasy football guidebook will have you be saying, wow, each week. I can't live without it, personally. I just love it. Oh my gosh, do I love it. I don't even prepare for drafts anymore. If you're going to trade for a QB, Aaron Rodgers, arguably a GOAT, right? Wrong. The worst fucking fantasy performance of his life first weekend using this guidebook another vehicle to disaster try this cursing your first overall pick live on a podcast you'll be out of your mind with this guidebook and all i can say is bam wow it always delivers you're gonna spend twenty dollars every month on subscriptions and fantasy experts fuck that you're throwing your money away the mini hard on fantasy football guidebook is everything Week-to-week value. Who's going to bust on waivers? Who's going to get injured next? Who to buy high? Who to sell low? Experts come and go. And this lasts an eternity. I don't know. It just sells itself. The hard-on football fantasy guidebook sells for $19.95. You get one for the house, one for the car, two for the kitchen and the bathroom. But if you call now, within the next 20 minutes, because we can't do this all day, we'll give you an automatic 20 spot on your opponents next week absolutely free you hear me 20 spot absolutely free ever seen these puppies in action look no further than amari fuckhead cooper fourth down garbage time td why not why would that push you over the edge so that's two guidebooks an opponent 20 spot and a curse of a season misery all for just 1995 it comes with a 10-year warranty here's how to order the andre uh, 
Call 1-800-HARD-ONS. This is not available in stores, I tell ya, and it's made in Germany. Beware of hard-on imitators. No one is selling a true recipe for disaster quite like me. Call 1-800-HARD-ONS. That's 1-800-H-A-R-D-O-N-S. Call now. Good evening, all you drag queens and dildos, to another episode of the PMFL Podcast. Coming at you live on a brisk Wednesday Eve, I am your host, Captain D, joined by sweet clam extraordinaire, Mr. Hungry. Mr. Hungry, sweet clam extraordinaire, are you there? Uh, I am here, and I do not understand why the Tokyo Titans have not rebranded their... I was also looking forward to that. We might have to wait another week. Uh, for now, I've, I was hoping we were going to get to see uh, see them drop three in a row, but uh, Sweet Clam logo, that'll, that'll be more than enough. Tonight, we have another exciting episode. Uh, the weather outside is cold as a hustler, but still not cold enough to turn down the sweat levels that we have dripping from our league this year. Another bananas week where the league was flipped on its head. Big name stars going down with injury. The pod curse is live and well, uh, just in time for Halloween, spooky season. But perhaps the strangest of all occurrences, the hard-ons record their first win of the season. And joining in tonight, a very special guest. He's excited to be here. Uh, we're excited to have him. We're, he's excited to be in the win column. He heads up our crackpot legal team. Please give it up for the flaccid banana. Gentlemen, happy to be here. Finally, under some good circumstances. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. The fucking Andre Hardon football fantasy football guidebook failed to deliver this week. Hey, eh? the shutdown squad wins their first game of the year. Humongous big. Jesu Christo. It was, it's been a ride, I tell you what. I can't say my luck got better the last time I was on this pod, so it might have been in my best interest just to never come back. <laughs> this pod does come with a curse. <laughs> but now that we have you here, man, you you sure seem to have uh, Kev's number, eh, there? The, the Nacho Man Randy Jeejes? I was going to take from any you know source I could really get one. Kev. IT Kev is a gentleman and a scholar. He sent me a personal message you know, <laughs> congratulating me on the win. And I just felt I didn't want to beat him. Like, I wanted to get a win, but he was probably down there in the last people I wanted to, to really stomp on. <laughs> but the hard ones needed a win. This was a, uh, this was a 2019 Toilet Bowl rematch, and we get the same result. You're the underdog, and uh, I think most people would have taken Kev in this matchup, but again, you, you seem to come out with the, the win. And I, I got to say, do you, would you say that you have IT Kev gripped by the sausage? I wouldn't say it, but the stats might. <laughs> Man, I, I got to ask. So, so I heard that... Um... You know, we we were on I think podcast week eight or something like that. Here, we've had quite a few different uh, guests on the on the on the show throughout the weeks, and I believe it was communicated to me that um, you actually received a pre-invite this week, something along the lines of "all oh, win or lose, high score or not." You know what? Let's have Andre on the pod. Uh, and I'm wondering, did that? Do you think that played a factor in your success this week? You know, I'm not really one to determine where these wins come from because they're so few and far between. But I think it did give me a little bit of extra pep in my step 
as well as, you know, certain players actually deciding to play football for my team, which is a, a nice treat. <laughs> so I think it could have been the prepay. It could have just been the stars aligning low pressure system out of the easterly front. I don't know, but I'm taking the win. If you drop to 0-7 on the season, my my thought process, my brainwave was we got to get the hard on, shut it down, a win. And so far, the only proven method to curing curses is singing Johnny Cash on the on the podcast. So that's that's what my thinking was. <laughs> True, it, it spun you around quite nicely, actually. It did. I mean, I, I might have to Johnny Cash in another one tonight. We'll we'll see how it goes after my loss, but we'll talk about that later. Um, you might, I was going to say you might have to sing a whole whole power <laughs> ballad for us to get those stat changes in play. Classic banana. Can you run us through the excitement <laughs> as Malcolm Brown vultured Daryl Henderson's goal line touchdown to secure your first win of the season? Oh, I remember it like it was last week. I tell you what, <laughs> sitting in my living room on a Monday night, just <laughs> screaming at grown men in an empty stadium. And Malcolm Brown was looking dangerous. To be fair, he was looking pretty dangerous all game. He was the better of the runners. He really just showed what a big body karate out of the back can do and he punched it home i saw number what is he number 34 yeah i saw number 34 lined up from the one yard and i was like let's go (laughs) shit it's gonna happen (laughs) chloe you're gonna see it live (laughs) and then it it did and then i just had to sweat you know an inevitable hard-on collapse of like six fumbles in a row and i faded all those so what a rush yeah, the uh, the pod curse is alive and well with uh, the sausages fresh off of a big win against Mr. Hungary last week. Comes onto the pod, and I mean, if we run it back, we've had you on the pod, Mr. Flaccid Banana, when you curse Saquon's knee. We've had Mark come on and curse Chase Claypool. We've had uh, IT Kev now come on and uh, loses to the hard-ons the next week. What else have we had? We've had the voodoo curse. I mean, who knows who's coming up with that? Yeah, you know, I've already mentally prepared for a loss this week because Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is always good for a big game and is guaranteed points. I think so. I'm already mentally preparing for Alvin Kamara to definitely not get injured. And who else? Tennessee are always good at defense. So I'm preparing for the loss mentally. Keep, keep going, keep going. This is beneficial for all of us. Cal- Calvin, number one ride receiver in the league based on points, doesn't ever get injured, not even once, wouldn't think about it, Ridley. So these are all guys that, that I'm sounds prepared like a to team. face. So, you know, I'm mentally preparing for the loss. You know, the Tokyo Titans are a good team. What can I say? But, uh, you know, your team was uh, looking pretty good. I mean, for those naysayers saying that you weren't going to hit 100 points three times this year, I think that's twice you've done it now. And this week was go. looking good. I mean, A-Rod back to his 30 points performance, what you'd expect. Jarvis Landry, the new number one wide receiver on the Cleveland offense. Fire up your juice, Landry. Let's go. And how about old Uncle Lenny? You know what he was saying this week? What was he saying? He was saying no to Rojo and sticking his Say ass no on the bench. to Rojo. <laughs> That's yeah, been Ornette, one of the more frustrating Ornette things, but I think he's points. blossoming. He's blossoming. It's pretty Uncle Le- Le- Lenny is back, and uh, that whole Tampa Bay offense looks scary as hell. But did you sub out uh, Justin Tucker? You stick in Prater, and what does he do? He still goes and kicks ass. I'm a, I'm a kicker-based team. 
fundamentals, easy points. <laughs> this guy's got it dialed in, man. You better buy that fucking. Uh, That's what you find handbook. in the handbook. Yeah. <laughs> first chapter: draft kickers in the first three rounds. Lock in a solid kicker for the season. Maybe grab a solid backup. Take all corner of the market on kickers. <laughs> that was Joey's strategy from year one. <laughs> what do you think? He took two. Took two, two off the hop. Two first year. And two in the two sub defense. Notes, in the sub notes of the guidebook, uh, chat with your commissioner and see if you can figure out a way to get extra kickers in your flex. It's guaranteed points. <laughs> How long did it take you to write up that guidebook? Jesus Christ. Andre, you want to be on the pod? By the way, here we this. <laughs> I have faith in you, buddy. I, uh, I, you know, I would have loved to hear you sing Johnny Cash, but you didn't want to sing. Then I would have middle loved of the to... work day. I'll have what you're having to write that up. <laughs> I would have would have loved to hear uh, a rap of "It's a Hard on Life." <laughs> it is a hard on life for me. Saquon Barkley tore his knee. <laughs> Fuck me. This guy's oh, electric. Man. We should have him on every week. Holy fuck. He could probably <laughs> fill in for Fuge. Fill the void. Oh, rest in peace, Fuge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greener pastures. Yeah. Uh, looking over at uh, the sausage team here. Uh, not a bad game. Majority of his team's above 10 points. Didn't really have anyone that blew it out of the water, but big letdown from, uh, from Mapletron Chase Claypool with uh, just one catch for negative two yards. That definitely helped, and fading the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones stack. Like, I still got hit by it a little bit, but compared to what they did the week previous, that would have been impossible to overcome. Mm-hmm. I think you actually, by the by the math here, your Rogers Tanyan, Tanyan stack um, seemed to outperform uh, Ryan and Julio. Is my math yeah. good there? I think so. It's that close. Plays. It's close, but yeah. You're happy with that. That's pretty yeah. great. Like considering considering the trade that actually occurred, like Todd Gurley, giddy up, scores a touchdown when he shouldn't Gurley. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Higgins, who's been a nice little treat. Higgins is nice. And two hundred miles to the gas can. <laughs> pretty happy with him. Yeah. And confirmed that uh Melvin Gordon was in fact on the sauce this week as he lost two fumbles. Yeah, fresh off Man, a DUI. I've been getting 11 <laughs> points, but fumbling twice. He must be a dog. Um, speaking of dogs, Rob, is this the return of Gronk? I was really afraid that that's how I would fall this week by my own sword. <laughs> yeah, you used to be the proud owner of a Gronkowski back when he was abysmal. I wonder if, like what he actually did for me. Let me see if I can bring up a game log here. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be much. I, I think we can... Two points, zero points, <laughs> seven points, three points. <laughs> and Jerry duty, blackmail. <laughs> the next week, 16 points, 14 points. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. This is a change oh, of scenery, and look what, a, look what a tight end can provide there. Yeah, okay. that's all you need. I'm- Derrick Henry gets held in check by that Pittsburgh Steelers defense, but um, oh, fun little, fun little tidbit stat here. I mean, it was a wild week around the league, but um, perhaps the craziest stat that came out of last week was uh, the last 16 games, so a full regular season, uh, including playoffs. 
Uh, the combo of Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry has been better than any other running back quarterback duo in the league. Tannehill's got 35 touchdown passes. Derrick Henry's gone for 2,068 yards, uh, which is almost the record. And they're the only teammate in NFL history to put up those kind of numbers in a 16-game span. I wouldn't have put my money on that. That's a, that's a nifty little one. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we're actually at the halfway point of the season. So Yahoo was nice enough to give us uh, some fun little thing to chat about today on the pod. We've got uh, team MVP, team Beth best drafted and team best acquisition. Uh, some of them were a little bit shaky, but um, Andre, do you have a guess as to who your uh, Yahoo picked MVP was? That's from my starting draft. <laughs> no, just in general, who's been the MVP of your team so far? <laughs> I, I think I know who it is. <laughs> is it back to back returning MVP, Justin Tucker? <laughs> That's a good guess. It is a good guess. <laughs> it's actually not. And honestly, I, I found this a little bit insulting on your behalf, but Yahoo has picked wide receiver 25 on the year. Cooper Cup is your MVP thus far this year. Interesting. He's been wow. decent. He let Cooper me down really cup, when cup. I needed it. But... Justin Tucker won best drafted for you, though, so he's still on the podium. That's tough. <laughs> That's he was number one taken. Grabbed <laughs> him like around 13 or something. That was your best draft pick. Well, I'm looking at my team right now. I, I think I only have Cooper Cup and Leonard Fournette. And Jarvis as well, I think. And Jarvis, yeah. And then Tucker and New England. So uh, the majority of my actual skill players are different. Wow. Yeah, and then getting into the best acquisition uh, pick by Yahoo, they actually gave it to uh, Joe Burrow, who's QB 14 on the year. Um, but I feel like, you, have you even started Burrow, like maybe once? I started him once, and he put up 4.3 points, I think. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got to be kidding. Yeah, yeah, Look at yeah. that one week, week five, 4.32 points. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> That's when you slotted him in. He's got a lot of good games. He's got a 36 spot, a 27 spot, 22 spot, and a flurry of 16s. But man, oh man, you know how to pick him, eh? Oh, I'm the best. He loves throwing to my boy T. Higgins, though. So I like uh, yeah. You like that. Nice, nice little stack potentially brewing there too with uh, with Higgins and Burrow. It's one of the most pass-happy offenses in the league. Uh, Burrow, actually the first rookie in NFL history to record three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and throw for 350 pass yards in a game uh, last game. So the guy's balling out. He's putting up fantasy numbers. Wasn't enough to get the win last week. Uh, but for best acquisition for you, I don't know if Gerald Burrow is your best acquisition because you've been pretty busy on the waivers. I think Reichel Armstead, he's a pretty good pickup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dirty, dirty. Yeah. <laughs> but in trade, you got Gascan, you got Rogers. I mean, Gascan's RB24 and Rogers is QB8. So I'd say both of those guys probably been, probably Gascan's your best acquisition. Yeah. I, yeah, I got Higgins in that trade too. And in the weeks since then, he's put up 15 and 16 points as a wide receiver. He's banging. True. Probably been the most beneficial to uh, to your squad. Uh, looking over at the Sausages, uh, no surprise. Their MVP through the first half of the season is Derrick Henry. RB2 on the year with seven rushing TDs, 670 yards. Uh, best drafted, Matt Ryan, uh, QB 10 off the board. And then his best acquisition, uh, Yahoo gave it to Rob Gronkowski <laughs> to, to rub some more salt in the wound. <laughs> um, but I think they got that wrong too, because I think it's Chase Claypool all the way. He put up, what, 36 points to beat Mark? 
Yep. Yep. That's got to be that's got to be his best pickup so far. There's no way it's Gronk. I mean, he hurt him this week though. Yeah. Claypool is pretty much the difference between uh I mean Claypool puts up a 7 or 8 point game and I think Andre is uh got a different tune here on the pod. <laughs> 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 I got a bit of pep in my step. Just a crazy week. I mean, we everybody uh we had some insane games. We had uh just in the NFL as well. I think uh this was the first time ever uh, went Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, all through game-winning touchdowns within the final 60 seconds of the game. And it's just the fourth time in the last 30 years that there have been three game-winning touchdown passes, uh, the final minute of regulation in a single week. Also, there was five lead changes in the Browns and Bengals game in the fourth quarter, which Holy is also shit. fucking ridiculous. Like that's Yeah, it was, a, it was an electric weekend of football to watch, I would say. Wasn't there a tip in the end zone too for the Bengals on a like a wild hail mary? The guy went to try and catch it, yeah, tipped it up, and it could have been spicy. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> would have been six lead changes. They would have won it by two. <laughs> that would have been a true Joe Burrow hard on bench performance. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> hey, at least it didn't matter. You're in the win column, so can we knock on wood with the hard on? Oh yeah, on if you're with me. And uh, just final question before we move on to the next game. Uh, outlook on shut it down for the rest of 2020. I'm still firmly on the, on the <laughs> shut it down movement. Like, don't let the, <laughs> the charisma in my voice change any of the facts that are actually on the table. Like, I only cheer for one player and he wears 19 on his back and he goes by the name of COVID. So shut <laughs> this thing down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you man. beat me to the punch there. I was gonna see if you're getting any traction on the SID movement, but yeah, Shut it sounds like it, it might be a bit of a one-man party here. It's just, it's really, <laughs> it's despicable, really, that the league continues amongst what's going on. Got global <laughs> unrest. <People are laughs> yeah. dying. I mean, you're not, Phil. you're not entirely wrong. Shut it. Down. <laughs> the hard on shut it down with a comeback victory, electrifying. It's their first win of this season as they stay in last place, but still knock off Nacho Man Randy Sausage, sending him to 10th place, 115 to 107. Who we got next? We have a matchup between the freaky – nope, let's save that one. That's a, that's a Gengar. Helmet Boppers and Skunkle Squad. Yeah, I guess we'll save the worst for last. Um, this, <laughs> yeah. This was uh, this was this matchup wasn't so close, right? Boppers skunks. We had one twenty six point eight four for the Boppers uh, defeating the Skunkle Squad. Uh, they get back on track. Skunkle Squad one hundred five point six went over a team though that was completely hamstrung. Uh, the by ridden skunks. I think they had about sixteen players on by this week. Um, and it even looked for a second like the Skunks were going to shit out a win, but then Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins took the field Sunday night, and that was that. Yeah, I mean, this uh, Murray-Hopkins stack is looking pretty nasty. I believe Kyler Murray is actually QB1 on the air. Or is he QB1, Cur- QB2? He, no, he's QB1, yeah. yeah he's and QB1. Uh, Why does it say that- on Yahoo he's ranked 2? I was noticing that earlier. It was kind of dicking around. Like it has Mahomes as QB one, yet he, his actual fantasy points are not QB one. So. Not even close to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's putting up forty spots here. Yeah, if I look, Mahomes is actually the QB three, so it's still pretty respectable, but not QB one. 
Uh, in that game, Kyler had three passing touchdowns, 350 pass yards, 50 rush yards, and a rushing touchdown. First ever QB to do that in a single game. He knocks down Russ, who was the the unanimous MVP vote at this point. But does Kyler put himself in the MVP conversation there? Yeah, I mean, what's the uh, card? What is the card's record here? I think they're five and two. Yep, that's correct. Um, if they can keep it going, I mean, I guess they handed the Seahawks their first loss. We'll see how what's their upcoming schedule look like. They got Miami, Buffalo, Seattle again. Expect revenge. Uh, New England, New England soft as hell for the first time in whatever. Uh, the Rams, Giants, Eagles, San Fran, Rams. So I mean, not the easiest schedule, um, but yeah, he's definitely in the running. Yeah, and after the after the Rams went on Monday night, the NFC West with the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Rams, and the 49ers, every single one of those teams is over uh, 500, a 19 and eight combined records. So that's tied for the second highest combined win percentage for a division through seven weeks since the 1970 merger, <laughs> trailing only the 1984 AFC West. So it's like the best, one of the best, second best division we've ever seen in football which is crazy and then you got the nfc east oh god <laughs> yeah the best team in that division has what two wins yes sir wear it with pride <laughs> oh man <laughs> andre can you can you name the uh four four teams in the nfc east in the nfc east hey whoa philadelphia <laughs> new york new york new england very close. <laughs> How close was I? Uh, there is a New York team in there. There is a Philadelphia team in there, so 50%. And to be honest, if you hadn't said wear it with pride, I would not have known. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Andre, when you look at this matchup, what do you think? The boppers and the skunks. Boppers and the skunks. Week eight. Let's see this one. Seven. Week seven. <laughs> Week seven. Oh, I don't know if they're having a. Are they having a rematch in week eight? That'd be pretty chill. The boppers. Oh, <laughs> they did well. Kyler Murray for Bodie. That's tough. Mike will zero point nine. That's a former hard on. Should have known better. <laughs> um, you know what? It's just it really comes to the dominance of one player, and one player can really fucking change the tide of a fantasy matchup. And between Kyler Murray and, and T Boyd, you know they're solid. And that's enough to, to really make a swing and, and change the effect and the outcome. It's good analysis. Those are rock solid. You can't fault it. That's pretty freaking straight here. <laughs> yeah. And how about for the Skunks? Uh, they could have won this game, uh, but yet another week and another blown quarterback play um, as he's got Brady going for 40 points on his bench. Despite the warning that we gave him on last week's podcast. New, new credit <laughs> to Dallas, though. No quarterback combo has been more productive over the last 16 games so you got to go with ryan Tannehill. i got you dallas fucking got you baby <laughs> but yeah yeah tom brady 18 touchdown passes uh so far this season <laughs> and the patriots have a com- have a total of three touchdown passes and 11 interceptions he must love that so, uh, they're looking pretty good <laughs> and now antonio brown back into the mix like uh bucks could be dangerous hot take good or spicy or too spicy, Antonio Brown. I'm gonna say he 
doesn't perform to the level that uh, we're, we've grown accustomed to of AB over the years, but I still think that he becomes uh, a wide receiver too, playable every week. Who picked him up? Was it Bass? Yeah, of course it was. The Seabath Janikowski? <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, apparently AB looks really good in, uh, in workouts there with the Bucks, so. Oh really? I haven't even read. There was some that. Uh, sleeper notification came in today, made me sick. But it is what it <laughs> is. Um, yeah, Dallas was batted by buys this week, and that pretty much cost him. Besides that uh, QB decision, which is like kind of tough to tough to pick. Kansas City defense really kept him in the game, though. Twenty four points, a special teams touchdown, defensive touchdown. And what I will say, last last thing on AB, I think he's going to have a better season than his former. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers teammate, because we all know Lev Bell's a bum. <laughs> ah, getting a little dig in on Bell. 39 rush yards, how many carries? Six, holy fuck. <laughs> That's a nice little yards per carry there. Uh, His first carry went for 16 yards, and he had like 200 with the Jets over the last year and a bit, and he ne- that's his longest carry that he's had. Oh, man. <laughs> that's got to feel good for him to be on a functional team. Um, but yeah, bum apparently, according to our in-depth analysis. <laughs> Kevin Durant or Le'Veon Bell? Hard to tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Katie's a bit taller. Let's just go with that. Imagine Katie Pats <laughs> running up the gridiron. <laughs> oh my god, he'd get snapped like a twig. <laughs> uh, PMFL trivia question for you guys. So uh, Brady and Gronkowski this week, uh, they actually tied Steve Young and Jerry Rice for the most touchdowns ever by a QB pass catcher combo. So they're number two tied with Jerry Rice, greatest receiver of all time, Steve Young, Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, can you name the only duo in NFL history that they trail? Who's number one quarterback to wide receiver or tight end? Uh, most touchdowns of all time. I heard them say this stat live and it immediately went out the other year. <laughs> um, I don't know what era is this from. Uh, like we were watching football when one of them was playing for sure, maybe not the other. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I know it's early in their careers, but this has got to be uh, Kelsey and Mahomes. <laughs> First all time. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, Peyton, Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. Oh, really? Hall of- or actually, Peyton's not a Hall of Famer yet, but uh, but he will be. You want another trivia question? I don't know. That one was pretty tough. <laughs> this, one, this one might be a little easier. All right, hit us. Uh, so we all saw Daniel Jones' uh, eighty-yard run. <laughs> the, answer, the answer is the turf monster. <laughs> Uh, so that run, that one run is more than any New York Giants running back has contributed in any game at all this season. Um, and it's a, the longest run uh, since Marcus Mariota in 2015. So he's fifth all time by QBs. Fourth is a guy none of us are going to know, Cordell Stewart. Third is Marcus Mariota. Uh, and then the top two quarterbacks, all, all we need is a name. Uh, who do you think the top Two quarterbacks off her longest run ever in the NFL. Michael Vick. Okay. And Sam Darnold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Patrick Hill. No, that, that was only like a 50 spot. That was still a fucking <laughs> sick run. 
That was a dope run. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, that's a good shot. Back, back in the uh, actually no, it was regular season ninety yards. Kaepernick had a ninety yarder. Holy shit! I'm gonna have to pause the pod while I look this up on YouTube. (laughs) Watch it after the manscaping commercial, dude. There's a there on that note. There's a new one. Yeah, yeah. He's weed whacking off in the bathroom. (laughs) So that shit's funny, man. Oh. Uh, then Terrell Pryor, uh, number one with a 93 yard run while he was playing QB for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Terrell Pryor also get well soon. Just uh, got nearly stabbed to death by his girlfriend the other day. Couldn't run really? away from that, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and she uh, right. she even came out and testified as guilty. So, fuck. damn right, I stabbed him. <laughs> that's that's kind of very straight. <laughs> I think I had that guy on my team a few years ago, Terrell Pryor. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> he was like the QB wide receiver hybrid dude, right? Yes, sir. Played for the Browns oh, for a bit. Thoughts and prayers. T's and P's. Jeez, boys. <laughs> All right. Where the fuck were we? Uh, we're, we can press on here. So our uh, our award so far, first half of the season for the Helmet Boppers, MVP. This is pretty pretty unanimous. QB1, Kyler Murray is the MVP of the Helmet Boppers thus far. No surprise um, there. Best drafted went to DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver three. Uh, but you can make an argument for Aaron Jones as well, our running back seven. A couple of back-to-back first and second round picks for the boppers, mm-hmm. both well-drafted. And then the best acquisition I thought was kind of funny, but he is the number one kicker in the league, not Justin Tucker. Uh, but Randy Bullock is uh, boppers' best acquisition this year. That's funny. Um <laughs> Looking through the rest of his team, is there somebody that we would say is a better ac- acquisition? Do you see any on there? Um, I mean, did he draft? Uh, actually, no, that's not a good one. Is he actually kicker one? He is, yeah. Randy Bullock for the Cincinnati Bungles. Yeah, because he has to kick bombs every single game because they can only get the ball to like the 40-yard line. Let me jot this guy's name down for next year. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who else he's acquired here. I took a look through Mike Williams. That's about it. Uh, But for MVP for the Skunkle Squad, left ungracefully on his bench this week. QB six, Mister Tom Brady. (laughs) QB twelve, best drafted. uh, Best drafted, Adam Thielen, who I didn't realize is the wide receiver four this year. No way, is he? Yeah, wide receiver four for Adam Thielen. So nice draft pick there. Oh man, he's been balling, then, dude. Uh, look at his touchdown pace. Seven. Yeah, and for the Vikings that are not playing well either. Holy smokes! Seven touchdowns through six games. What an absolute gangbanger! And you got Justin Jefferson there catching two touchdowns a game as well. Yeah, spread the wealth. Surprising, and then be- surprising, Dalvin Cook even gets any touches. Or touchdowns. <laughs> Best acquisition. And this really just pisses on the wound. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> the Skunkle Squad's best acquisition. But anyways, the Helmet Boppers advanced to fifth place. Topple Skunkle Squad down to ninth at a 126.84 to 105.60 route. And what do we have next? My phone's going to die here. I'll bid you adieu. Thanks for having me. Anything oh, else but, I need but to go? Before, before you go, did you pick anybody up on waivers? In... I took this, you know, clip out of the uh, 
the bopper's handbag and look to draft late in the season. So I put in a future on the Des Bryant. So I oh no, hey, you got the X. <laughs> yeah, I got the X. Damn. We're Holy gonna have shit. Lamar throwing bombs to Big Body Karate, and I think Isn't that guy in like the practice squad. Even playing, yeah, you, gotta, you gotta start somewhere though. Tad. <laughs> He's yes. All right, all right, all right. I've had about enough of you. Ciao, Bella. Okay, bye. All right, thanks for Peace hopping out, on, buddy. dude. Catch you later. Chat. All right, sorry. Where were we there? Uh, we were just wrapping up oh, the boppers and stunts up here. Let's go into the Copenhagen Football Cowboys, who put a slipping on those Primos picks. Said. Big time slop and big route, uh, maybe route of the week. It was like third or 20, 24 point uh, difference. Original projections had this one as a sweat and uh, Yahoo actually hit Joey's on the head. They were off by one point, but um, Basso starting to show that high scoring potential. Yeah. Uh, they had Wentz and Adams contributing for 47% of his team scoring. I mean, he's got to love that. That uh, trade that acquired uh, Devontae Adams there, because that's working out for him. Uh, 38 spot, huge blow-up game from Devontae Adams. Didn't have any of those since week one. Uh, I guess he's been out with injuries, but yeah, it looks like Fuji's dealt him at the wrong time, maybe. Um, Carson Wentz also had a huge game. I mean, we were talking about that Thursday nighter there. It didn't seem like... I mean, it wasn't a bad game to watch. It was a, it, it turned out to be a game-winning drive uh, scored for the win type of deal, but... Um, it definitely had its entertaining moments. Yeah, I, if you if told <laughs> me that Carson Wentz had 29 fantasy points, I probably wouldn't have believed you even though I watched the game, so... What if I told you that Carson Wentz is QB7 on the year? Is he? No way. Yeah. Man, those Eagles. <laughs> those Eagles. <laughs> QB seven. Uh, part of it's because though they've they've just been having him literally Neanderthal his way into the fucking end zone from the five yard line mm-hmm. out. Like he's their goal line back, which is terrifying for a guy that gets nicked up every single season. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, QB seven. He's finding a way to get points. Um, so do you think is Basso's team? Are they a horrifying, scary, spooky ghost, a beast heating up? Right before Halloween, or are they merely just a pretender in a rubber mask here? Um, well, I mean, while some some players are looking on the up and up, like we've touched on Wentz and Adams here, there's other players that are seeming to be on a decline, most notably Ezekiel Elliott, uh, who is really, really struggling without uh, Dak Prescott here. It seems like that whole team is a bit deflated. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because the, the knock on Dak for the first three years, I'm not sure how long he's been in the league now, but it's it's always been, oh, well, Dak wouldn't be anything without Zeke. Zeke's the engine that keeps that offense going. Mm. Um, and we've seen two games now without Dak, and that offense looks like the worse than the Jets. Yeah, that's uh, shocking stuff. I mean, to put up only three points against the Washington football team is not a good look. Uh, and they have the Eagles next week, so you got to be loving that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And uh, fucking Dalton's got a concussion too, so he might not even play. We might be looking at some guy whose name I'm pretty sure is Danucci. Oh, that could probably that could probably <laughs> be what they need though. It's a little bit of Danucci in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> can, can never have too much uh, too much Danucci. That's right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, looking at some of his other players on the roster, Bobby Woods had a down game. Um, he's really only had one other down game this season. 
And uh, yeah, Higby surprise and active that kind of hurts you. Uh, what was BB. what was the deal? Yeah, I know you got rid of him. I, so now is he just gonna stink? Is that what you had in mind? Uh, yeah, I actually I was the one that broke his hand before I tried. Oh shit! You were involved <laughs> physically then. To be fair, I think Basso may have done something similar though. Looking at what I got in return with Devonta Freeman, holy fuck! Oh yeah, <laughs> shit. We'll get to your matchup in a minute, but yeah, that trade. Uh, all pieces involved there seem seemingly have a spooky curse on them at the moment. We'll see if that gets lifted in the future. Uh, except for Antonio Gibson. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, um, also fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, Curtis Godwin breaks a finger. Is it? Yeah, he, now he's right. out for a couple more weeks. Yeah, that's just man. That guy is injury after injury this season. Unlucky. No kidding. He, it's concussion. It's hamstrings. It's breaking fingers. And now he's got Antonio Brown chopping at the bit, uh, wanting snaps. And see Bruce Arian, like how harsh he's being. I don't know if I agree with his approach to having Antonio. The guy's got, you know. CTE, he, which is a mental illness. Like the guy needs a coach that's not going to be lackadaisical with him um, by any means. Like he's going to need a firm hand, but telling him that like, if you're not team first, like you're fucking out of here. I don't know if I agree with that approach to a guy that literally has like a mental condition because he's been hitting the head that much. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how that whole situation works out. Uh, do you remember Sorry, what was the final straw? Why you got cut from New England? Was it just you didn't uh, get along? it was his legal case? Oh, the legal case, right? Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> second the guy steps on the field, there'll be like six new legal cases. He'll be on TMZ doing this and that. Um, could be the return <laughs> of the circus. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. And how about that David Montgomery write-up that uh, that Andre sent out? Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. What was the what was the hot quote from that? It was something about a refrigerator. Yeah, he's got moves like a busted refrigerator. I think. Yep. It says, <laughs> but the dude has the movement skills of a busted refrigerator and can't make defenders miss or break tackles. Relatively speaking, he is a terrible athlete at the position. Man, the guy who writes this, I bet you that guy can't even catch a football. That's harsher than Bruce Arians. That's true. Uh, let's take a look at Joey's side of the coin here. Uh, bright spots on his team. I mean, that guy that you love to talk about. <laughs> Tight end Logan <laughs> Thomas came down with the tutter butter. Uh, he performs again. Back to back. Two yeah. week, two good weeks for Logan <laughs> Thomas. All right. Well, you know what? At least uh, if he can finish the season and, and put in a better fantasy year than, uh, than Hollywood Brown, then... I will shake Joey's hand in next year's draft and say, <laughs> you pu- pulled a fast one over on Phil. You pulled a fast one over on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think you'll be shaking any hands. Um, so James Connor seems to have his consistent bell cow usage. Wasn't able to get in the end zone, but still a, sort of, or a uh, functional fantasy day. Josh Jacobs, on the other hand, uh, not so good against Tampa Bay there. I mean, he was completely game scripted out of that one. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the guy's um, it's a bit touchdown dependent. Uh, we saw him pop off a, a lot at the beginning of the year, but he was scoring a lot of touchdowns in games where the Raiders had things comfortably in hand. And uh, the Raiders are a middle of the pack team; they're not the worst, but they're I don't think they're gonna be winning the division anytime soon. And um, Jacob needs to be 
uh, featured in a positive game script because in the past game, it's Jalen Richard. Mm-hmm. It's true. Connor's a three down workhorse. So Connor's uh, he's the guy uh, tough for Justin Jackson to get just eight points in a game where the chargers scored 39 total. Mm-hmm. Uh so I, I'm not, I didn't really catch too much of that. I know that Herbert went off for like 41 points or something ridiculous. Um, Alan Robinson also hurt now as well. Yeah. What's his deal? Um, concussion protocol. Junkyard dog. Yeah. And then Debo Samuel's now out for the next couple of games too. So it's. Injuries uh, keep hitting the uh, picks this year. Um, yeah. they. Uh, he had a trouble. big game last week and this week it's. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, hit with the injury bug. It's true. It's unlucky. We'll, we'll, uh, I mean, just in time for me to face him this week. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's uh, team team awards. Sure. Let's look at those real quick. All right, Copenhagen Cowboys. The MVP, despite underperforming for the last couple of weeks, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, still RB four on the year, even with two bad games. Yeah, two, that's actually really bad impressive. Games. Uh, best drafted David Montgomery RB twenty on the year. Refrigerator slow, no moves. <laughs> Terrible athlete. <laughs> best acquisition. I don't know how long Wentz has been on his team, but we might have to agree with Yahoo on that one. Yeah, it was. I mean, I guess he's put up enough points in this game for for Bassett to win. But you could say the same thing about Tay Adams. True. Yeah. I mean, in terms of. Free agent pickups. Wentz is brought. Was once a free agent, or did he get? Yeah, he was. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you can look at Basel's roster, and it's pretty tough to tell who he drafted with all the trades that guy's making. <laughs> uh, so it's tough to say who his best acquisition is. But I mean, off the waiver wire, it probably is Carson Wentz. Yeah, I think. Um, I think at the end of the year, we'll look back and say Tay Adams is probably going to be the best pick all around uh, on this season. I mean, who knows if Chubb gets back to healthy, then it could be better for the end of the year, but uh, yeah, right now two, two good acquisitions mm-hmm. for the, uh, for the Primo's picks MVP, Josh Jacobs, RB 14 on the year uh, best drafted Allen Robinson as uh, the wide receiver 14 on the year. So a couple of 14 spots for Primo's picks. And then, um, I didn't agree with this one at all. Best acquisition, Yahoo had Zane Gonzalez, who I think has been on Joey's roster for a total of one week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 16-point <laughs> outings. So that's why they're throwing them in there. Silly computers um, <laughs> doing silly things. Let's take a look at the rest of Joey's roster and see. Dude, Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Absolute knockout. That's 100% the best acquisition. The guy's gone off for like 36, 34 Holy fuck, fact man. That- if I kept that guy on my squad, oh, I could be banging right now. <laughs> oh, I could be banging. I mean, I'm not doing bad by any means, but I would be in business. Do it better than most. Yeah. And when I say better than most, I mean 10 other guys. <laughs> There's one guy that's one guy that's adding one a big butt, problem uh, ahead of me. <laughs> That was, uh, that was a nice nap by Primo's picks getting uh, Justin Jefferson on the cheap there. And who knows, you know, Logan Thomas might also be in the running for best p- acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So the Primo's picks fall to two and five, unfortunately, going down to the Copenhagen Cowboys who improved to three and four. 
Um, Copenhagen Cowboys jumped to seventh place uh, back in playoff positioning, and uh, Primo's picks sticks around at 11. That's right. So we've talked about the hard-ons, and we now have a few more matchups here. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? I thought we had a new guest, but sounds like they've gone shy. <laughs> a little bit of straight stage fright? No worries. <laughs> Shall we talk about that matchup? Holy fuck. <laughs> it's coming in like a jet engine. All right, what's the next matchup, Mr. Hungry? Uh, while we work out those audio issues, we may as well just quickly discuss my matchup here. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... How hungry are you? Taking out the Indomitian food is 138 to 115. Battle of the PMFL exec here, and uh, look, the champ comes out on I'm top. Straight. Uh, look at look at Fuji's projection. His original Yahoo projection was one fourteen seven nine, and he got one one fourteen point seven six. It's only point three different. Uh, that's, that's pretty crazy. spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for Halloween, and you know, despite the jokes about your box, your sweet clam spanking your pussy, frogging your face, and about a hundred million other things, uh, it would seem that you're the one getting the last laugh. That's here. that's fucking exactly <laughs> right. Suck on this one, food. Uh, <laughs> you can say, "Oh yeah, you're lucky, Tyler Lockett," but yeah, yeah, I injured a few weeks of Tyler Lockett putting up about a five spot. So I mean, big game was coming, buddy, right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck did they put in his Cheerios on Sunday? Holy shit, dude. <laughs> he had 20 <laughs> targets, man. Dude, he couldn't have shared the wealth a little bit. I needed point five. I need five yards, one catch. Yeah, that's fucking absolutely <laughs> crooked as hell for you. But, I mean, I'm loving it, baby. Tyler Lockett, I think he's wide receiver two. Yeah. Two on the year. What? Well, we're back to the tsunami. There was a warning. That came in uh, Vancouver. Jerk uh, uh. <laughs> McKinnon having a rest day. I mean, you have him in your lineup. He goes for negative one rush yard, but it was the Jeff Wilson show before he got hurt. So McKinnon afterwards, Shanahan's like, yeah, we're just resting him. So you're expecting him to return to bell cow form next I week? I don't know what the fuck I expected of that guy, that motherfucker. Um, he is not. Yeah, his last three weeks combined, he has like five points. Uh, but Yahoo keeps projecting him like 13. Shanahan, he's not one to say, oh, I'm going to arrest him before the game. He'll come and say that bullshit after the game. I don't know what's going on there. There's a whole bunch of running backs in San Fran. Most are hurt. Tevin Coleman might be coming back soon. There's some other guy we'll talk about in the waiver column that I may or may not have picked up. I don't know. Mr. Hasty. Yeah, I don't know who I'm rolling into the uh, RB spot next week. As you can see, that may be the, the biggest weakness on my team as I uh, currently only have one big name uh, running back and he is in my IR spot. So, yeah, You know what's fucked is that you got the win this week despite the fact that you had 11 yards rushing from your entire team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was looking at the comparison of the amount of points per position per team. So I guess you can find that if you go to the full recap. And it looks like I had 88. Uh, let me see. Where is it here? Uh, 88.2 points from the wide receiver spot. <laughs> wide receiver gang, baby. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, Fuji had a respectable 50 from his running backs, and I only had six. But, I mean, <laughs> he only had 26 points from his wide receivers. I had 88. Yeah, it's all Tyler Lockett, so shout out to that guy. Um, 11 yards rushing from your team. That's actually a PMFL record for the lowest rushing yards contributed by a team ever in the five years that we've been playing. And you got the Wow, one. that's pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a record that's probably not going to be broken anytime soon, um, especially for a team that gets in the win category with such a horrid rushing performance. You say that, but I also saw that I think it was in 20, it was either 2019 or 2018, somehow Joey's QB passed for zero yards in the game. Oh, he probably got so... injured or some shit and just <laughs> straight out of the game. Yikes. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Scary Terry's favorite time of the year. It's Halloween. He's looking spooky. Went for what, like uh, 19 spot there? Million. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's an absolute baller. He's, uh, I think he's top, top five in the league in targets. I got him, in, I believe, in the fifth round, start of the fifth. Uh, loving that pick. Um, Travis Fulgham, uh, he's a real deal, man. I mean, I mean you, if you watch that Eagles game on Thursday, uh, he was missed in the end zone twice. Travis fucking yeah, so he could have easily had another <laughs> 16 spot type game. So like, I might be rocking with this guy. Like, he could be on he could be on the trade market, but we got some. Hey, Philly's got a great Yo-yo. schedule coming up. Oh yeah, what's going on, buddy? The Stab City Scamadoobie. <laughs> hey guys, great to be here. Sorry about that. Had a few uh, audio issues here, just trying to piece this together. No worries, you're straight, buddy. No worries. We're piecing together the podcast. So yeah, that's right. Travis Volga, <laughs> what a great pickup that was. Yeah, that guy, I mean, he looks like the real deal there for those Eagles and Carson Wentz is on the up and up. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Truly, I think there's good things in the future for the Eagles coming up here. Yeah. I think the nicest thing about having an Eagles player is the fact that they get to play the NFC East for most of their schedule. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong. <laughs> I think they still got two games left against the Cowgirls. They've still got a game against the uh, the Giants, and they got another one against the Washington Football Team. So uh, anyone on that, anyone on the Eagles' offense for those games should be serviceable. Um, I was looking at Fuji's roster here, and um, what I thought was interesting is that he has. You mentioned it earlier. He's got the great running back production there with Gurley and Boston Scott. Um, but none of these guys are really bell cows. I think what Fuji actually has here is a stable of bell donkeys. <laughs> He's got Boston Scott, uh, Philip, Philip Lindsay, Gus the Bus, Carlos Hyde, Tevin Coleman. He's got five running backs who are all guys that are, they might be, you might be able to strap a fucking saddle on them and ride them around the ring a couple of times. Um, they're not bell cows, but he's got a lot of donkeys. Yeah, I, I'd say Gurley flirts with the bell cow category. Um and I mean, Fuji had to be loving that play where he was supposed to go down, and it would have won them the game. <laughs> I wouldn't love that one. But, oh man! But instead, that actually even hurt Fuji. If you look at the look at the the numbers straight up, because he had a six six, six oh, point right. touchdown and some yards, but it resulted in a, a like Matt Stafford getting a touchdown and throwing a long bomb pass right. to Kenny Galladay. Kenny G, so smooth oh, on the route. Yeah. So yeah, it, my stack came back to bite him after Gurley's mistake there. Another wrinkle in there, and uh, 
he gets a good game from DJ Moore finally showing up. He was wide receiver five on the week, scored two touchdowns. Dude, check, uh, check this points. out. DJ Moore is dialed in. He's got 93 yards in his past three games, 93 on the dot. Yeah, that's a, he's a hot name moving forward. Oh, yeah. He's been putting up big points. Yeah, I got my eye on Moore, that's for sure. <laughs> DJ Moore. <laughs> so his Moore Bridgewater uh, stack did outperform the uh, Detroit stack that I ran in that game. Um, yeah, what's going on with DJ Shark? Good question. I think the Jags in general are uh, looking a little bit lost out there. Doug Barone still somehow has a job. I think he might have some mafia connections, <laughs> might actually own the team um, un- under the table. Uh, DJ Shark, poo poo, poo poo, poo poo, is not looking like the bona fide star that we saw last year. I think Fuji gave up a quite a bit to get him back as well. I mean, look at Tay Adams, the, the game that he has, and Chark was a big piece that Fuji was getting back in return. Um, and after he ships off Miles, I mean, when it's all said and done, we can look back and reevaluate this trade, but uh, Chark hasn't done Yeah, I'm wondering if it's yet. just a Shark problem or if it's a Gardner Minshew problem. Hmm. Maybe Gardner's been gassing too many Bud Lights. <laughs> Always possible, yeah. Cat. You might just need a tighter pair of jorts. It'd be one <laughs> of the two for sure. Um, Yo, uh, Tyler Lockett, um, just before we move away from this fucking ridiculous performance, uh, he's the first player since Calvin Johnson um, to have at least seven receiving touchdowns of 500 yards uh, within the first six games of the season. Obviously, Seahawks had their right. play. Right? Only, only guy since Calvin Holy Johnson. Fuck. Crazy, yeah, and the, the most insane part about that is like that pretty much happened in like two of his games. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, his first two weeks weren't bad, but I mean, the, he had a 32 spot and a 45 spot. It's nuts. I mean, I think it's it's better for your locket shares and better for my Metcalf shares if you know we just take <laughs> that 40 45 points and just a week pass it and back and forth. It yeah, turns both guys that. are getting 20 points oh, every week. I, I yeah, well, here's the that. thing. Like, you know, when I drafted Tyler Lockett, I'm thinking, okay, who's a who's a, a rock-solid kind of uh, consistent type wide receiver? I never drafted a boom <laughs> or bust Tyler Lockett, but apparently, oh, we got a boom <laughs> or bust. Not bad for the fourth-round pick. I know it was a good fourth-round pick. Uh, moving forward, do you think he's going to be uh, the wide receiver one, or is there anyone who would keep up with him? Uh, no, I don't think he finishes one. Um, but I mean, if he finishes anywhere in like the top seven, eight category, if he can keep that pace up, I'll be happy with him. Yeah. I don't see that being a problem. I think that Pete Carroll is too much of a schizo to feed Lockett that much every week. I feel like he likes the fact that he's now got multiple options in the passing (laughs) game and, at the, part of me thinks like you should they throw the screen pass. This is spoken from a bet cap owner here, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but like he, th- he throws that screen pass to Metcalf, and what does he do? He takes it for a touchdown. It's like Pete, why the fuck have you not done that? Even that's the first time they've called that play all year, <laughs> and it's like, bro, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Dude. So I I think that Pete Carroll is is he's kind of you know what he's like. He's chewing his gum. He's, oh, he's kind of on edge all the time. I think he's going to love the fact that he's like, no, maybe this game, I'll throw it to Lockett 20 times. I won't throw it to Metcalf once. Next game, I'll throw it to Metcalf 50 times. And then after that, who knows? I'll run the ball. I'll get out there <laughs> he's myself. going full yeah. caveman. 
Pete Carroll, he's a bit old. Love the guy, but uh, maybe get someone else in there to to rein you in a little bit. <laughs> hey, I mean, wasn't his fault that uh, Wilson there threw a uh, interception in overtime? I think he. Uh, That's true. Well, I mean, they they were lucky to be there in the first place with the missed kick from uh, Mr. Gonzalez, but. Three picks on the uh, on the game for Russell. I haven't seen that all year. Definitely puts a dent in his MVP bid. And while we're talking about MVPs, let's look at uh, how hungry I use uh, MVP so far this season. I thought this was a bit of an interesting pick, but Yahoo has Lamar Jackson QB 16 as your MVP uh, through the first eight weeks. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's absolute nonsense. Um he is clearly underperforming. We're hoping that he can get it together in the second half of the season, or maybe you know, maybe the Tom Brady out there owner out there maybe wants to make me a straight up trade. I don't know if that's on the table yet. I'll have to think about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't say he's been my MVP. I would probably lean closer. Let me check out my roster here. Um, yeah, Waller Baller? No, I wouldn't say Waller Baller. I say Waller Ballers. He's 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 a proper guy, and he's. Yeah, I mean, performing as to where I drafted, but maybe I, I like I, Davis. I yeah, Davis, right? That's huge. Oh, it's huge. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, for? I'm thinking it's got to be Mike Davis, right? Oh, yeah. I picked him up. Uh, what was it? Week three there. And yeah, he went for 19, 19, 25, 10. Yeah. He had a bit of a down game last week, but he's looking to bounce back tomorrow night, Thursday prime time against those Falcons. That's a nice spot. But does Christian McCaffrey come back? He was, he took off the red Jersey. Today. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought that they were going to say that definitively whether or not he was back, but I haven't seen the update yet. If he, okay, so hypothetical. I know we don't like to play with hypotheticals on the podcast, but let's say McCaffrey suits up. What are you doing in the running back situation, starting him and Davis? Oh, that's crafty. Um, if he suits up, I'm probably playing him, but I hate it. I hope he doesn't play. Really? <laughs> Yeah, no, I want something you never would expect to hear at the start of the year. The owner of Christian McCaffrey saying, I hope you Dude, not rest play. him, rest him one more week, man. Let Mike Davis have himself a little makeup game and get him like back to his 22 point per game pace in week nine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Because otherwise, I'm never playing both these guys, like for the most part. And now I, I hear that once uh, McCaffrey comes back, Mike Davis is still going to have a role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be um, a, a type of flex worthy role. I think uh, McCaffrey is going to be the man, and I'll just have Mike Davis on my bench as an insurance policy there. So, lesson learned, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Could have had him in the first place. Wouldn't it cost me $55,000? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, your best drafted on the year, Yahoo goes with Tyler Lockett. Pretty easy choice, wide receiver two on the year. But uh, best drafted, I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, you got him pretty late, and uh, he's performing like that. It's tough to pick someone mm-hmm. better. Who's got number one right now? Is it Dio? No, it's uh, Calvin uh, Ridley. D Hop comes in as okay. wide receiver three. D Hop's balling. Um, yeah, and it, it has my best acquisition as Matt Stafford, which is funny because <laughs> I've only had him for a week. Um, <laughs> I would say, yeah, best acquisition would also be Mike Davis. Uh, you can't argue that. Yeah, and I was going to say Mike Davis uh, for sure, best acquisition. But if we've given him the MVP, then you can't take home all the hardware. <laughs> 
Maybe hook up Travis uh, fucking Fulgham as that best acquisition through eight weeks. Possible, yeah. <laughs> Moving forward, could be. And uh, this is honestly, Fuge, he must have done something to Yahoo because they uh, they were pretty rude on Fuji's uh, awards. I guess part of it can be attributed to the fact that he traded away half of his team to basketball. Yeah, <laughs> Fuji's MVP uh, has been picked out as David Moore, and DJ, yeah, he's DJ had a Moore. DJ. David Moore's he's on the out. Seahawks, isn't he? <laughs> no, DJ Moore is a Not- Panther. David Moore is a Seahawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was saying. You went the other <laughs> way around. <laughs> Wait, did I say David Moore is? You said MVP? the star of David. <laughs> um, Dude, the star of David uh, was actually Fuji's best drafted. Oh, wide receiver there you 64. Go. What a, what a, <laughs> holy fuck. Jerry that was not Judy. even intentional. Oh. I'm not even going to lie. That's hilarious. <laughs> Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, uh, best drafted player on Fuji's roster, wide receiver 64 on the year. <laughs> Don't know what you did to deserve that. Fuji's <laughs> in But again, segment. I guess he's. He's traded away all of his drafted players, so I guess Jerry Judy is the best that they could come up with. Isn't Judy's on the uh, the old wire now, isn't he? No, he's on Broncos. the wire now, isn't he? He dropped him like oh, he was hot I didn't even know that. yesterday. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, Eddie. Jerry Judy live on the wire, <laughs> best drafted. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, probably – Maybe the rudest thing that Yahoo does is says that uh, the best acquisition by Indomitian Foods this year was Gardner Minshew, uh, QB, QB 12 on the year. For a guy that's made that many trades to, to not give him any props to the fact that he acquired Todd Gurley. He's picked up Boston Scott. He acquired Chris Carson. Uh, no credit. <laughs> it's kind of tough. <laughs> I'd say Todd Gurley is the best acquisition there. Yeah. I'd agree. All right, so that puts the Indomitian Fujis in sixth place at four, with a four and three record, and moves me up to second with five and two record. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, on to the next game here. Let's take a look. Uh, we've gone through all of our matchups that weren't that close, and now that we've got such a lovely guest on the pod, uh, why don't we move on to the saddest huh. recap? Uh, Depends of whose all. perspective you're coming uh, from, right, Wisey? <laughs> I just feel so bad for you, James. I mean, that's a a tough way to live. That's stressful is what that is. I've taken some tough fucking fantasy losses over the years, but man, oh man, like in the bleakest midwinter, that was Oh, I slept slept like a baby after that win, I'll tell you what. But I mean, on your end, that's that's a nightmare. Dude, the worst. James was dreaming of stat correction all all night long. (laughs) Hey man, it's so it's only nine thirty-five. We've still got still got a couple more hours here. There will be no conceding. The <laughs> <laughs> um, the worst part about this whole thing is when you're watching a defense play, there's literally an opportunity for you to make up one point on any play. All you need is a sack. All you need is an interception. Anything, um, you can make it up just like that, and it's game over. So, uh, especially when you've got Daryl Henderson on the other side of the board, and then. Fucking Gerald Everett is playing tight end for the Rams as well. Uh, YZ, you're probably in the same boat. There was not a single second uh, to it, breathe yeah, during it that game changed when it was that close. I mean, you win the game with an extra five yards from Henderson. So, um, you know, yeah, I was not feeling comfortable at all. I thought it was over. 
And I thought that you thought it was over too. Why did you think I, I don't thought know, it was just over? Just like the reverse, uh, the reverse hex you're trying to put me on in the chat. I was like, you know what? I think that he thinks that he has this in the bag. So I'm going to be really quiet and just hope that I get <laughs> lucky here. <laughs> Which, well, I think where I think I may have maybe jinxed myself where where I announced first lead of the game. Oh, oh man, yeah, that's a tough one, dude. And then my my stream was actually behind because I sent that, uh, and then on the same drive, like I I'm checking Yahoo, and I refresh our matchup, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of fucked. Like something's glitching out here because it's got Gerald Everett at ten points. And I'm like, Gerald Everett isn't at 10 points. He's caught like two oh, passes fuck, and then so you look at your game. stream and it's like, here he goes. I, I look up and Goff is like hutting the ball. He throws it to Everett and I'm like, oh, God, no. No, 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 no. I'm like, there's two guys there. Just somebody tackle him. Somebody tackle him. He fucking slips out of it. Like horrendous tackling job. Walks into the end zone. And honestly, I'm kind of glad that I did that because at least I had a little bit of forewarning that it was happening rather than watching it and getting my hopes and dreams crushed live in action. So, uh, Stop either way, though. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. And hats off to you, YZ. It's a, it's a gut punch win. Neither of us deserved to win. We were the two lowest scorers. Oh, on yeah. The anyone, else, oh, anyone else would have um, beat us up, yeah. And I actually went down and uh, took the courtesy of jotting down every single thing in this matchup um, that would have changed oh, things. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> uh, any sack or interception on the last drive would have done it. Five more yards from Henderson. We talked about that. DK's called back touchdown. Um, obviously, we talked about that in the pod. David Muir uh, wanted a little bit more of the shoulder pads that he was fucking holding on to and literally cost me a win and you know what's crazy uh so dk metcalf when he was chasing down buda baker on that play reached a top speed of 22.64 miles per hour um usain bolt top speed 27 miles per hour a cheetah 50 to 75 miles per hour um and me losing that football game 100 miles per hour at the end of the day. that's how fast my fucking heart was going Dude, um, you, Josh Allen Bolt running twenty seven <laughs> is insane. Holy fuck, those guys can fly. I know they don't have pads on and all that shit, but still, yeah, well, that's get really that fast guy moving humans. Get that guy, get pads, man. Yeah, no kidding. Now you're thinking, holy shit. Yeah, teach him how to catch a ball. It could be a weapon. No problem. And he was he was talking about it after was it the China Olympics? He was talking about uh, how he wanted to play in the NFL. Hmm. And there's been a couple of guys that have made that transition from Olympic sprinting to just playing wide receiver and running go routes all oh, yeah, game wasn't long. Marquise Goodwin and on that. The yeah, he was. He was a long oh, jumper wow. actually. There you go. Uh, but yeah, there was another guy back in the '80s that did it too, and I'm pretty sure he played for the Cowboys. And I think his main claim to fame was that the offensive coordinator, they'd throw them the ball once or twice a game, but then he would literally just be sprinting, 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 and tiring out the quarterbacks. Then they'd switch him out after the corners are tired, put in an actual receiver, throw him the ball against a dog beat cornerback. <laughs> it just wear down defenses like that. It's next level strat. Uh, Josh Allen, touchdown callback. Lev Bell stealing carries from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I traded for fucking Devonta Freeman. And because I traded for Devontae Freeman, um, it meant that I left Beasley on my bench. That was a difference of like 18 points. Uh, 
Also left Edmonds on the bench, but uh, that's not as big of a deal. But that trade for Freeman fucked me because I started Freeman over Beasley. Uh, I got caught deer in the headlights. Uh, I got excited about a shiny new chess piece. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. going down. First play of the game. Uh, done for the year. Sick. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. Uh, the injury ball. YZ traded for with Basso as well. So he traded for Gibson and Diggs. Um, so I did the math, YZ. That was actually a plus 22.6 uh, positive impact on your squad because Andrews was out. And who else did you trade in there? You traded and Bobby Woods, who went for four points. So that netted you 22. Huh. And then also, YZ, you want to talk about how uh, Gerald Everett wasn't even supposed to be in your lineup on Friday? Yeah, well, I mean, I picked him up initially with the long shot thought that Higby would be sitting, but I was going to back out of it and make another call on Ebron, um, but I ended up getting drunk on Friday and totally forgetting about it, so I was left with (laughs) (laughs) Everett. So when I saw the the news that Higby was out (laughs) on uh, Monday night, I was ecstatic. I was like, oh, that might do it. And uh, in fact, it it did end up being the difference maker that that Everett's uh, touchdown there. And when you put all that together, and I know you could probably pick apart any fantasy game like that and get similar sure. results, uh, but those are 12 different unique things <laughs> that, that all happened that could have gone even the slightest bit differently. That uh, this one was on, it was on the tip of a knife, and uh, hats off to you. It was, uh, it was yeah, that's it's why we love it, man. It's why we play. That's right, for the sweat. That's right. Probably the brutalest, brutalest part of the whole thing, though, is uh, so sorry. It wasn't the first play that Odell got hurt, um, but Mayfield it, with Odell in the lineup uh, went 0 for five and threw an interception, and that's when Odell tore his ACL. As soon as Odell came out of the lineup, Baker went 22 of 23 with five passing touchdowns, zero interceptions, set a franchise record with 21 straight completions and became the second player in NFL history to throw three go-ahead passing touchdowns in the f- fourth quarter of a game. So, uh, like, what the fuck? That makes, <laughs> yeah, it's tough to, tough to explain that. I mean, Odell is like, st- like, I mean, he hasn't exactly been putting up the best numbers here and there, but he was still an elite, elite wide receiver. Like, when you look at his, oh, yeah. just, the, just the way he plays, the way he moves out there, and, uh, yeah, for some reason, man, Baker prefers guys named Peoples Jones and uh, <laughs> Higgins. Higgins and, yeah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I, I I don't get that. If you'd have told me going into this game that Baker tosses five touchdowns and goes twenty of twenty three or twenty two of twenty three, I'd be like, sick. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I like that stat line. <laughs> Instead, Odell no catches, done for the year. all right uh i'll find someone else to contribute three points on a week-to-week basis uh looking at um team awards uh my mvp was uh pretty easy it's josh allen i mean he's been had a couple down games the last two weeks but he's qb4 on the air uh he's he's been balling out he's been running the ball he's been passing well Best drafted, uh, they gave me Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Mm. Um, RB9 on the year. I don't know if that's best drafted because I passed on RB2, who's Derrick Henry. So I don't know how that's my my best drafted. I would probably elect to go with, oh, I don't know. Probably, I don't know, AJ Brown. I mean, I didn't draft too Not well. Not the Moss year. boss? 
there. DK Metcalf, that's it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely Metcalf. Yeah, maybe the Moss Boss. <laughs> <laughs> I think if Andre doesn't prepare for drafts, I think I might have the other issue. I think next year I need to fucking pick up that hard-on football, fantasy football guidebook and <laughs> take a couple pages out because I think I over-prepared. I think I psyched myself out before the draft this year. Got on the rookie the rookie running back train and now I can't get off. It's a fucking disaster. <laughs> but hey, I'd, I'd uh, say uh, Cole Beasley is a pretty damn pickup. Pretty damn good acquisition there. Yeah, he's uh, and now with Odell out. Cole Beasley, the, the Beasley Allen stack is going to be live week after week. So I call me a Bills fan, I guess. But um, I'd argue even as well, Daryl Henderson uh, could be that best acquisition. He's RB19 yeah, on the year. Yeah, that's my favorite. Pretty penny that's to my get him. acquisition yours. That Henderson pickup is huge. Hendo. Really filled up, filled a hole considering that I don't have any other just, running backs. On my just team. huge volume, though. I mean, if you could plug somebody in who's going to get that type of count in. And pick him up for a couple fab dollars. That is a swell pickup right there. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking to the man that knows how to spend <laughs> fab. That's for sure. <laughs> it's got the stamp of approval from Doctor Fab. <laughs> Looking at Doctor Fab's uh, side, we got the MVP Deshaun Watson. Do you think that's fair? What QB five on yeah, the Yeah, QB five. He's trending upwards too. And then we got your. I think he he's been. Uh, Let's see. So actually QB4 and QB5, I'm looking at their statistics here. Um, Allen's got one more passing touchdown, 60 more rush yards and two more rush touchdowns. So really not that much that separates them. And dude, actually, Wisey, how do you feel about the fact that Fuller's being shopped? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not really that worried about it. But if it happens, it happens and I'll deal with it then. Uh, you know, just like the players, I'm not going to let trade rumors scare me. And even if it does, I'm sure they're going to find a role for him on Green Bay as well, especially with um, uh, Tay taking all the uh, uh, the big backs there. So I'm sure that he can still grab some points. I'd be more worried about Deshaun, about Watson. How could they trade him? Who else do they have? They have Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Kenny yeah, not Stills. bad. Like enough, yeah. enough to get him through. Like I, they don't have their eyes on the prize, so I'm pretty sure that that core would at least get him a couple more wins and you know keep the fans mm-hmm. vested. So, yeah, that's not a bad trade for them. I, I'd rather for Deshaun, Deshaun Watson must be pissed, though. He's like, really? You guys fucking ship off DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, that's what I'm you're... thinking. How could they make, <laughs> How could they trade, like, arguably their top two? It's Yeah, I, I'd be kind of bummed. And Deshaun just signed that massive contract, too. So, like, he's there for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why you already got paid, then. Uh, Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, you know what's crazy about Tay Adams and on that Green Bay offense? He saw a 47.5% target share uh, this week, which is the, the most that one player has ever been targeted in a game this season. Incredible. Was that Sorry, what was the percentage you cut fi- out there? Was it 47? 47.5% target share for Devontae Adams That's last game. I wonder what Tyler Lockett's target share was. It's probably 100, 100 million, maybe. <laughs> Uh, best drafted YZ they got uh, Delvin Cook for you RB5 on the air I think that's pretty fair and then best acquisition um, I'm not sure what it was before but I think I just got rid of it because it was another stupid fucking yeah they got Antonio Gibson on there I mean he had a big week but who (laughs) who did you uh, go with James 
<laughs> that was it, Antonio. Oh, was it? <laughs> uh, there you go. I mean, uh, it's funny, though, that Yahoo picked Antonio Gibson, who was acquired via trade, yet for guys like uh, Andre and Fuji, they left off guys that they traded for. So something broken in Yahoo's algorithm yeah. there. But uh, Antonio Gibson, RB17 on the year, he's looking pretty solid. Yeah, another guy whose arrow's pointing up. That's right. So that wraps that up. The Stab City Shamrocks have uh, pull one, pull one out of their ass, pull one yeah, out of their well, ass. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can yeah. give that designation to either of you. Um, but yeah, they improved to five and two. Congrats, YZ, on a uh, good start to the season so far. And the Freaky Grinders fall to three and four. Congrats to the Freaky Grinders <laughs> for. Uh, I mean, they won three in a row. Uh, all good things must come to an end. But you know, greener, greener pastures, right? <laughs> Dude, you went on a oh, yeah. game game <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> I'm just bugging you. All right, let's talk to talk about our last matchup here. Um, the fantasy matchup that was so epic it was won about five different times. Yeah, probably like <laughs> the most fucked matchup of all time. Uh, this was in, I mean, like, was anybody able to keep track of this? <laughs> yeah, this yeah. was this was an absolute mega nail biter, flip flopper. Uh, doozy. They're both going for the lunch money, $10 high point of the week as well. Um, absolute, yeah, true. absolute toil and tussle battle here. Um, yeah, the cold hustlers and the Tokyo football Titans. Um, I think the, uh, there's like two minutes left. Uh, Titans had a two point lead and, uh, Russ had the ball. And that was when I sent the picture in the chat. I was like, here we go. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all they needed to do, the, the Seahawks were up by three at that point. So all they had to do was just run the clock out, get a first down, and that was it because, you know, they didn't even have to go to OT. Uh, Russell ran for nine yards on the first play, and everything looked good. And then I think Russell got sacked, and then next thing you know, they're kicking the ball back to the Cardinals. And at that point, Mark was already fucking congratulating Phil and saying, Good game, Phil. Nice win. And I think Phil thought that he had it one too. Mm-hmm. And then Basso's like, hold on, like, hold everything, because uh, can't this still go to overtime? And then that sent every flipped everything on its fucking head because then everyone's like, Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> it can and it will go to overtime. <laughs> Kyler Midget Murray drove the Cardinals down the field at a rapid pace. And then you see that Larry Fitzgerald play where he snatched the ball up from his uh, his teammate and got them to spike the ball with two seconds left so that the uh, Zane Gonzalez could send it to OT. Yeah. Game time Fitzgerald, baby. That's the, that's the veteran Hall of Famer there. The PMFL went fucking wild. <laughs> coming out to OT, the Seahawks, they win the coin toss. The Titans' fate looked to be sealed. A few plays later, Russ had thrown enough passes, jumped out to a 144.54 to 144.50 lead, so 0.04. And uh, the Titans had been hustled. They were gutted. They had, uh, I think they gained several more gray hairs in the process, and the voodoo curse was looking to ship his ass back to 500. He was going <laughs> to... He was... Uh, he was the arrow was pointing down for the Titans. And at this point, you know, Mark was already popping the champagne. Uh, he's a good sport though. He actually prepaid an apology. Uh, came onto the Pimpinel chat and ap- ap- apologized to uh, the Titans for celebrating, uh, or sorry, for handing the win to Phil too early. Um, and that. Hello. 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 
Oh, sorry, we're straight. My bad. So Russ takes the sack on third down. Mark thinking that he's lost, and then only to learn that sacks actually don't count against QB's fantasy points. Uh, the Cardinals get the ball back, get into field goal range to end this crazy game once and for all with Mark winning, and then Zane Gonzalez misses the field goal wide left. <laughs> so the Seahawks get After the ball he back again. After yeah. he did it. <laughs> And then what happened next, we know it's, it's one of the most disturbing things you'll ever see on a fantasy football field. Than, worse than Dak Prescott's ankle injury. Uh, <laughs> Russell tosses a screen pass to Metcalf, who rumbles 70 yards for the game-winning fantasy-smitting victory. Only fuck that. For the 22nd time this season, Freaky Grinders get a touchdown call back. Um, and, you know, you want to talk about voodoo and curses? I'm I'm willing to stake a bet that through seven games, no PMFL team has had as many touchdowns called back as the 2020 Freaky Grinders. But we're not looking at that game anymore. If play comes back. The Hustlers now up a comfortable 145.62 to 144.50, uh, looking like it's a lock. When the PMFL villain and Dominican Fuge made the latest in a long-running change of sick PMFL jinxes and comments, would hate to see a Wilson pick. <laughs> Boldly declares it on the chat. And the sick know fucker. It. The very next play, Wilson drops back, scans through his reads, lobs a pass over the middle, and tosses his third interception of the game. Uh, the loss of points placed the Titans in the lead once more, and uh, surely the game had seen enough antics. Heart races through the roof, and the Cardinals already in field goal range. Gonzalez kick up, 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 going good. And it's one of the wildest endings to a pinfall game uh, we've ever seen in five years. That's true. Absolutely banana lands. What um, a heart attack. Glad I wasn't a part of that. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that improves the uh, dominant Tokyo Titans to five and two. And I believe they've picked up four high points of the week. Yes, sir. And they're going on a tear. On um, fire. And the Hustlers dropped to fourth place with a four and three respectable record. Definitely respectable. Um, yeah. Yeah, besides that crazy game that really determined things, let's take a quick look at their other players here. Um, James Robinson for the Tokyo Football Titans. I can't stop talking about this guy because it's just too unbelievable. He was picked up off the waivers before the season started, kind of, or maybe in week one or some shit like that for a couple bucks. Don't know the exact dollar figure. It was five five bucks. Single digits for sure, five bucks. Um, And yeah, he's RB3 on the year, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Incredible. Undrafted. That is. That is an unbelievable pickup, like pickup of the air. Um, I've heard from um, from some sources that he has been floated about in the trade market, but haven't gotten oh. any takers. And I think that's got to have something to do with the name value recognition. Like nobody knows who this guy is. I know that you'd said uh, on another episode, Mister Hungry, that you'd rather lose uh, by a close matchup than a blowout. Mm-hmm. But would you rather have a blowout or would you rather have what Mark just went through on Sunday night? Um, I mean, yeah, this one this one would have, uh, you know, taken a little toll on the, heart, the old heart there. So I might have to reconsider my position on that one. Um, but hey, I mean, he's putting up 140 points and like that could determine his playoff positioning looking down the road, you know. So True. And who gets to play him next week? It's uh, oh, it's me. Sick. Oh, you get, play, you get to play the Titans or the Hustlers? No, the Hustlers. I think I have the Titans in two weeks. <laughs> oh, right. man. Just one more shout-out here to the Titans for uh, the pickup that won them the match. 
the big Jamal Williams pickup for seven dollars uh, at the last waiver wire. That was no the kidding. that was a difference maker. And again, looks like Jones might be out, so you might have yourself another uh, huge flex play in him. So great pickup there, Philly. Yeah, that is and, huge. Yeah, uh, surprised and, uh, that he didn't go for higher, to be honest. And what's what's crazy yeah. too is that you look at uh, what Philly's got rotting on his bench. There is a forty-one point Justin Herbert. Herbert oh Sherbert. man, that is delicious trade bait if I've ever seen it right now. Holy oh, wow! <laughs> forty-one points for the rookie. Holy shit! I mean, he does him. not look like he's going to be slowing down. Anytime soon. Hey guys, look, I got to uh, hit the hot tub before it closes, so I got to pop off here. But thanks so much <laughs> for having me on. Great talking <laughs> with you. Right on, Wise. Great chatting with you, buddy. All right, boys. Catch you later. Can't buddy. wait to listen. But see you around. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, Kelsey Mahomes, seventeen points combined. Uh, he still rocks his big old hog at a one forty-four highest point on on the week. So it's uh, no wrong can be done by these guys. Uh, let's uh, let's press on. Let's look at their MVP awards. Russell Wilson, QB two for the cold hustlers uh, best drafted Amari Cooper wide receiver seven. Um, I think I'd agree with that, but I'd say he got Kareem hunt much later and Kareem hunts actually the running back six on the year. Yeah, I would say uh, Kareem hunt has worked out the best for him for sure. Um, and yeah, best acquisition, probably not the Beluga because Mark picked up the Beluga after he had a decent <laughs> week this week. So yeah, who's on the glue, sniffing the glue on that one? Did you have somebody else you thought was the best acquisition? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, the only other acquisition he's really had is Gio Bernard or AJ Green. So probably one of those two guys. Yeah, I feel like the Hustlers don't make a ton of roster changes throughout the year. They like to roll with their dogs. Yeah, I tr- I've tried that this year. It's not working. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you don't have a choice. Um, uh, looking at the Tokyo Titans, MVP, Patrick Mahomes, QB3 on the year, uh, best drafted, Alvin Kamara, running back one on the year. And how fucked is it that Philly has the RB1 and the RB3 on his team? Don't ask me how it happened. Just cry because it did. Um, <laughs> the best acquisition was actually given to the Tokyo Titans uh, for Justin Herbert. Um, sure, he had a big week, but there's no way it's James Robinson. I, there's how is it anyone but James Robinson? Yep, it's nobody but James Robinson. Man, is what is the uh, Saints' record this year? They're not great, are they? I don't know off the top of my head. Say maybe five and two, four and three. Saints. I'm just wondering if there's any chance Alvin Kamara sits in Week 16. Uh, four so. and two. Oh, fuck. It's not looking good. Although they do have a three-win streak going. Maybe they went out and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Grasping at straws here. I think the Tokyo Titans are um, having a, an absolute proper season. And um, yeah, I wish uh, luck to anybody going up against them. I went and uh, I know that uh, we obviously want to press on here and, and get through quickly. We've still got transactions and all shit to do, but uh, mm-hmm. smallest margin of victory. I went and looked in the record book. The Skunkle squad of that John Smith touchdown is a PMFL record all time with a 0.12 margin of victory over the Titans oh, wow. in week five. So that's an all time record. Um, the strength of schedule. Um, for the hardest, um, and it really is a hard on life because for the last two years, um, Andre's had the toughest strength of schedule back to back. He's had he's averaged 130 points against last year, and he's averaging 127 points against this year. 
Um, that's a lot of points. Yeah, it's, that's tough. I mean, like one thirty, and especially when he's having trouble putting up points himself. So we got to do something to switch up that schedule. Um, well, I mean, it's is it it is randomly generated every year, isn't it? I think it's been stuck in a loop for the last two. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. we'll have to definitely change that. Yeah, we definitely need to switch Next it up. Year. And uh, touchdowns. The mo- So the Tokyo Titans are actually averaging right now. They are on pace to finish as the highest scoring team in PNFL history. They're scoring an average of 144.65 points per game. Um, the current all-time record is the Copenhagen Copenhagen Cowboys in 2017, 144.32. So a difference of 0.3 points. Very close, but the Titans could um, etch their name in PMFL history. Do you know what's common between both of those teams? What's that? The Copenhagen Football Cowboys in 2017 and the Tokyo Football Titans in 2020. What's that? Uh, You dropped them in 2017 early in the season, rookie. Oh, Mr. Alvin Kamara. Thanks. That's right. <laughs> he seems to be he seems to be an ingredient on these high point scoring teams. Noted for future might be a hot draft pick. We'll see. Yes. Um, shall we get into the waivers? I think that's uh, everybody. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, final final record. Uh, the helmet boppers in uh, week three this year with twenty five kicking points from Goskowski is an all time PMFL record. <laughs> Holy fuck! There you go. <laughs> No right. longer, no longer on the helmet boppers. I don't believe. Let's uh, let's take a look at some transactions here. It was a pretty busy week. Uh, Rashad Higgins going for fourteen dollars to Indomitian Fuge. Yeah, clearly you liked him putting out a bit of seven dollars. Uh, you just see that chemistry between him and Baker, and I guess with Odell out for the year. Yeah, um, he should get increased target share. It was more of that. It was more Odell's gone. So pick up the guy that's that's taking the slack, but I guess Fuji wanted him $7 more. So um, I'm happy with who I got as a prize. Uh, Christian Kirk, he's been, uh, I think he was formerly a Ramsey raw dog. So happy to have him mm-hmm. back in the fold on a buy this week. But, um, you know, I'm excited with his production that he's been putting up and uh, that Arizona offense is looking pretty deadly. I'm surprised that nobody else bid on him except for the Stab City Shamrocks with a $0 bid. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're getting anybody over the Stab City Shammers, you know it's probably a good pickup because that guy's putting $0 bids on all the uh, hot pickups, that's for sure. He's active. Looks like I pipped him as well on uh, Jamichael Hasty, the San Fran uh, running back that I may or may not play over McKinnon because McKinnon's a bum now. <laughs> um, I paid $2. Um, and let's see, other pickups. We have the Helmet Boppers going for a quarterback. They grabbed Derek Carr. Um, kind of weird when you have Kyler Murray already. Kyler Murray's on by this week. I think that's why. Oh, that must be it. Um, yeah, that's gotta be it. Nelson Aguilar going for ninth. I mean, Fuji was, uh, he was active on the the wire this week. He picks up Higgins and he picks up Aguilar dropping a total of $23 in fab on the two players. Yeah. I mean, Aguilar's quietly on a bit of a tear here. He's got a touchdown in each of his last three games. He seems to be a, uh, kind of an integral part of the Las Vegas um, passing attack as like more of a deep ball specialist. 
Yeah, I, both myself and uh, the Copenhagen Cowboys put $3 bids on Nelson Aguilar. And um, it was one of those, like, OPJ created a hole. So I was looking to plug it with uh, either Higgins, Kirk, or Aguilar. Um, got Kirk, not upset about it. I would have been happy with any of the three receivers. Um, and we'll see how Aguilar plays. I mean... If he's found a role, I mean, he had a great year with the Eagles. He was very fantasy relevant a couple seasons ago. So if he can get back mm-hmm. to that form, then Fuji may have got himself a steal if, if that's more of what we're going to be seeing. That's right. And looking back to some of the picks pickups that were made on Friday, uh, the Primos picks have reunited with Drew Football Breeze, <laughs> um, who did put up a good game he put up 26 points um looks like he outbid the helmet boppers they put the same amount on on him at one dollar there and then yeah the big pickup we were just uh talking about there was jamal williams uh with aaron jones out and the uh tokyo titans grabbed him and he put up a 20 spot no surprise everybody loves to play for the tokyo football titans Skunkle Squad going $6 out for Corey Davis. Uh, Tim Patrick going to the hard-ons. Uh, Mark Ingram, $1 going to the helmet boppers. That could be an under-the-radar under pickup, depending on if he can find his form again. Mm-hmm. That's true. And before you move on, the uh, froggy-style pip of the week was actually the Tim Patrick pickup by the hard-ons. Basso also bid $5 on him. <laughs> That'll love so, that lower waiver priority. A perfect pip. <laughs> um, DJ so Dallas, you got, who's the uh, technically the only healthy running back in the Seattle backfield. Yeah, I heard it's just in a graveyard there. Carson something, hide in the conky protocol, maybe. Maybe not. Um, yeah, I don't know what's all going on. Travis Homer, whatever his name is, he seems banged up too. So, yeah. Rookie DJ Dallas, great name. Um, we'll see if he even plays football this week. Who knows? Uh, I think I got him for free, hopefully. Hopefully I didn't spend much on them. Yeah, it looks like free. And, yeah, other pickups. Any other big ones you see here? Yeah, Scotty Miller, $4. To, uh... <laughs> Scotty, is he Scotty Too Hotty Miller? Oh, he is again. He's put up a 20 spot last game. He's, Scotty Too Hotty. Back to Scotty Too Hotty Miller and not Scotty Fucking Miller. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. This guy's got the revolving door nickname. Yeah, and I mean, AB, you know, maybe he takes a week to to get into the lineup, but with Godwin out, I think this is – uh, you can see everybody, everyone else that was bidding on Scotty Miller, $0 for the sausages, uh, $0 for myself, $0 for the Fuges. Nobody else really wanted Scotty Miller, but due to the fact that Basso has uh, the Chris Curtis Godwin shares, um, he had to uh, he had to make sure he was covering his arse. So uh, I respect that. That's right. All right, that looks like it for waiver pickups, but we do have a trade to uh, chat about quickly here. Oh, we do indeed. We're doing that deadly. would be... Between yourself and nope, not yourself. Sorry, the um, Stab City uh, Shamrocks, Doctor Fab, uh, and the Copenhagen Football Cowboys. They exchanged Stefan Diggs and Antonio Gibson for Bobby Big Dick Woods and Mark Football Andrews. Yeah, and th- uh, through one week, I mean, right now with Mark Andrews having sat, and with I mean, both of those trade partners got the win. So uh, both. Basso and uh, Dr. Fab are, are happy with the way things are at right now, but uh, Gibson and Diggs, obviously Gibson went for 18. Diggs, I think, did about seven. 
um, outperforming Bobby Bigschlong, who went for four. Uh, we'll see. I mean, Basso's no stranger to trades this year. Uh, so maybe there's a method to his madness, and maybe he just likes having new pieces to trot out every week. It must be fucking confusing watching Red Zone and trying to remember who's actually on your team. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this, well, I talked about it earlier. This was, uh, this resulted directly in, uh, Dr. Fab, this David Doobie Doobie's uh, beating this week. So it was a good trade. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised Basso was down to deal Diggs. I feel like Diggs has been on a uh, bit of a tear. Uh, had his first down, down-ish week, and it was against the Jets. That's kind of odd. But And Antonio Gibson seems to be uh, getting a bit of an increasing target or uh, Snap share. Well, what a and, what a time for Wisey to buy in on Gibson too, right before he goes for his first hundred yard game. Look at Ant- yeah. Antonio Gibson before the most carries he'd ever got was thirteen. The most yards in a game he'd ever had rushing was fifty five. As soon as yeah. the Stab City Shamrocks trade, they just form, needed a change of scenery. It looked like and um, twenty attempts, one hundred twenty eight yards, and a touchdown. Like that's uh, there's no way this trade happens if that week had happened one week prior. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree on that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for the time being, it, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. It's tough to judge uh, before. But I know I know uh, the Copenhagen Cowboys did need tight end help pretty bad, and it looks like the steps these shammers are going to roll with uh, Gasecki or Everett, or I'm not exactly sure what they got planned, but they got tricks up their sleeve, that's for sure. Could be worse. You could be the freaky grinders and had traded for the Lizard King, who's on IR, and Devontae Freeman, who's uh, also – heading for IR potentially so uh yeah. <laughs> should we look at some projections let's fire through them oh got the buzzer ready righty. buzzer's ready who are we going to first though uh, i don't know let me get the tab up here holy shit week eight it's already week eight we're halfway through yeah that is uh that's come by fast and i mean we've got five weeks left of the regular season and then it's playoffs so uh, these games count. Yep. Every game count. None of them are. None of them are gonna be. Rem- every game counts, and given that every game counts, let's start with a game that doesn't look like uh, one of the players knows that. Got the helmet <laughs> boxers going up against the Stab City Shamrocks. Current projection is fifty-seven point eight six points for the Boppers. Um, the helmet glue sniffers going up against the Stab City Shamrocks projected for one twelve point five. Um, looks like an absolute bipocalypse here for the boppers. They have Murray on by, Randall Cobb on by, D Hop on by, and for some reason he hasn't slotted up in anybody else in his lineup. Um, <laughs> this might be the single lowest projection I have ever, yeah. ever seen in my entire career of playing fantasy. Yeah, I mean, but uh, if he puts in a few of the guys on his bench, uh, things look a lot different, but we don't have time for that kind of thing today. Um, so let's go to Wisey's team and, and look at his key pieces here. We got Dalvin Cook coming back from a bye, uh, going up against the Green Bay Packers, who I believe are kind of a, a tougher, a little bit of a tougher defense to play against. Nope. Sonk. <laughs> they give up the most points to fantasy running backs this season. <laughs> Um, so I'm expecting a huge game from Dalvin Cook, and 
If, he, if, yeah, he's, what he got? if he's fully healthy, yeah, we'll see if Delvin Cook can can trick back in and, and just pick up where he left off. He's uh, RB4 on the year. Mark Ingram slotted into the lineup. Um, and what that indicates is that Trevor has actually looked at his lineup, but he just hasn't done anything about it. Um, I spoke to Trevor today, uh, fishing and scoping on what Lev Bell's price tag is, and he is pretty confident that Lev Bell is going to go for 100 million points this week. Um, so so <laughs> we'll, see, uh, we'll see what happens there. Part of part of this is just Trevor's up to his old tricks, and uh, he's he's got Cobb, Hopkins, and Murray slotted in there zero points purely for the fly under the radar <laughs> approach. This is a ninety three percent favorite to the stats. Oh, no, it's, it's <laughs> Tyler Boyd on his bench. Tyler Boyd is like wide receiver, fucking top ten on the year. This is all fucking nonsense, man. He's got Derek Carr picked up. He's good for twenty points. Um, he does have kicker yeah, this, one on the year though. Randy Bullock slotted in. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is fucking bullshit from the Gores. <laughs> so I'm gonna pick YZ to win because I, I I think this is fucking nonsense. <laughs> uh, looking at we we're still got 50 seconds here, so we still got a little bit of time. Nahim 2020 hindsight in the starting lineup going against Detroit. What's he done? What did he do last game? Is he up to 62 yet? Uh, five. Oh no, he was on bye last week. On bye last week. <laughs> mindset check. Uh, so on bye, nothing there. Henry Ruggs in the lineup, and he's been he's been looking pretty good. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller on bye. So uh, we'll see how things shake out. And with uh, that, all right, who we got next? Let's move on to the Copenhagen football Cowboys going up against the Skunkle squad. Both teams, three and four, the seventh place and ninth place teams. We're on the clock. Projections got Yahoo at 129 for the Skunks and 124 for the Copenhagen Cowboys. Very close. Uh, looking at some key players from this matchup here. Will David Mopportunity Montgomery be able to run against the New Orleans stiff defense? Against running backs. I mean, he is a slow refrigerator with no good football moves. Terrible athlete at the position. Uh, he'll be one to watch there. And the bigger question is, will Ezekiel Elliott have a bounce back game after two stinkers? Sunday night football, the lights are on. Big question, who's playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? But we know who's playing running back. Expect Zeke to play well against the Eagles. He always seems to. Uh, interesting here, we've got a uh, few new ponies in the lineup for the Cowboys. This seems to be a weekend wake-out thing. Uh, Mark Andrews trotting in at tight end, but then Richard Rogers playing tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, going with the exotic two-tight end look. Uh, Scotty fucking Miller. Uh, this is, uh, we'll see what happens. This is a, a mosh fucking Frankenstein monster of a team for the Cowboys here. Meanwhile, the skunks as of today, as of right now, Ryan Tannehill slotted into the lineup, but who knows? I mean, he'll probably make the wrong choice again. Adam Thielen wide receiver four on the air. Tyreek Hill going against the jets. Justin or Justin, Jonathan Taylor, uh, looking like a nice running back piece. He's back from by Rojo up against the giants. There's a lot of good matchups here for the skunks. We've got 30 seconds left. Who takes this one? I think if uh, Miles Sanders is back and healthy from that knee issue, um, I'm expecting the Skunkle squad to have a big, big amount of points coming from the running back position and take this one down. Yeah, I think that this is a different Skunkle squad to the ones we've seen in years past. I don't expect them to uh, crumble and fade down the stretch like we've seen before. I think they get a big win here and turn 
this season around a little bit, and uh, it could be the start of something as they heat up towards the playoff spot. All right, moving on. We have a matchup that we probably don't need the full two minutes to talk about. It is the hard-ons bracket shut it down versus the Tokyo football Titans. Oh, God. Uh, David versus Goliath. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. If Andre wins this one, buddy, I might fucking buy him Bud Light Spirit. I might buy his fucking Uh, fantasy guidebook. (laughs) <laughs> there you go i might buy 10 copies so we got the tokyo titans at 133 going up to his 111 hey andre's projected over 100 greener pastures um we have aaron Rodgers and the robert tunyon stack is robert tunyon still relevant his last two games have been absolute dudders um two receptions and three receptions i don't know maybe andre wants to move on and play um jared cook who is actually a much better player um with a nice matchup with a nice matchup, we'll see if Andre makes that uh, change in time or listens to the pod. Um, minute, <laughs> Tokyo, minute fifteen left. We got Jamal Williams uh, slided into that starting lineup with uh, James RB three and Sin on by Travis Kelsey and Mahomes going against the Jets. You hate to see that as a hard on. Uh, Deontay Johnson had a big game, but he is injured, so we'll see if he is playing to the same level where he got fed 15 targets last week. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Parker. Parker, also questionable, uh, was off for a week, going up against Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. Uh, we'll see. I mean, there's uh, there's upset written all over this one, folks. I mean, uh, there's uh, – there's fuck, I, what do you have to say about this, Mr. Hungry? I think that um, it's going to come down to how many miles we can get to the gas can. Uh, unfortunately, he'll be running against that stiff LA Rams front. Uh, so we might be running on E. <laughs> but um, uh, it seems there is just some sort of uh, voodoo drumming going on in the background. Not sure if you can hear that. Can you hear that? No, dude. I think you're making shit up again. I think the Andres, the hard Andres take this one. Huge upset. I think T. Higgins goes for two touchdowns. They squeak in a win. Four seconds left. What you got? Uh, Tokyo Titans are taking this one by 100, 150 million. No injuries. <laughs> no injuries. We heard it here first. Who do we have next? <laughs> the Indomitian Fujis at four and three going up against the three and four Nacho Man Randy Giges. This one has Fuji at 104 to Nacho Man's 119. Fuji's a big um, underdog in this game. What? Yeah, what's up with Fuji? Why does he have such low projections? Let's dive into DJ it. DJ Chark um, poo, 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 is on by. Carlos Hyde, the. the the stable of belt donkeys, uh, they're mainly on the bench. Nelson Aguilar slotted into the lineup. I think that might be part of it. Uh, Yahoo is, uh, they're always quick to underappreciate some of these hot waiver wire ads. Aguilar being at six points um, when he's averaged around 15 points a game for the last three weeks. So expect a boost there. Same with Boston Scott. Like if Miles. Yeah. He's also got a a poor and star there. Um, Boston Scott slotted in. Uh, Miles Sanders <laughs> should be coming back. So that's got to affect him a little bit. He'll just go to one of the other ponies. Uh, LaMichael P. Ryan, uh, the, the Sausage's big pickup last week, sat on his bench. Uh, P. Ryan, I think, what had a decent game, 60 yards and a touchdown. Chase Claypool going against Baltimore in the rain. Uh, can he pick it up? We will find out. The stack for Ryan and Julio. That's really the lifeblood of this uh, this Sausage team. Um, that and uh, the absolute stallion that is Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry, nice matchup. Should go crazy. I expect him to have a bit of a bounce back, maybe like a 50 spot. And um, 
Melvin Gordon, he's still in the sauce. <laughs> Hasn't been suspended by the league yet. <laughs> um, yeah, he could have a game and Will Gronk put it put together his uh, third big relevant fantasy week in a row. Let's see. It's a crazy season when I look up and down the 10th place sausage roster and I say, hey, I wouldn't mind having that as my team. Yeah, no kidding. Eh? I mean, he's got a lot of nice pieces. We'll see if they can mesh together this week and uh, get the job done after uh, taking that hard L to the hard on. we got eight seconds left. I'm calling the upset for the sausages. I'm saying they get the win. How about yourself? The upset? That's uh, currently actually the correct projection, and I agree with the correct projection. More so referring to the upset is that uh, the Sausages are 10th place and the Indomitian Fujis are 6th uh, gotcha. place. And just final note on this team, I know we've gone over, but Teddy Two Gloves uh, seems to be the week-in, week-out starter for Indomitian Fuji. He's He doesn't look like he's switching back. Yeah, I mean, Teddy Two Gloves, he's had a few bust games, but um, Fuji must see something he likes, and I mean, it might be the Atlanta, his Atlanta Falcons matchup. <laughs> Who do we have next? Uh, we have myself going up against the Primos football picks. Um, opposite records, five and two, two and five. So big game here. Uh, I got a projection of 126 going up against Joey's projection of 120. Um, start us off there. Well, it's just crazy. Again, the 11th place team has a 120 projection. You don't see this in every single league. I can tell you from experience. Justin Jackson hoping for a bounce back game against Denver in the sun. Uh, Jameson Crowder, you get that pony back. Uh, he was injured last week. Going against the Kansas City defense, just did some bad things last week. Rodrigo Rocketship Blankenship is back in the lineup. Travis Coggles Blankenship Rocket Banger is back. Travis fucking Fulgham going against Dallas. There's a lot to like on both lineups. Right now you got McKinnon and Mike Davis in the lineup. We'll see if that stands come Sunday. Lamar Jackson going against your own Pittsburgh Steelers defense, fading your own points. Uh, yep. We know that Joey got bit by the injury bug. And uh, right now, as it stands, Allen Robinson is in the starting lineup. Um, don't know if he's going to play. Logan Thomas is on by, so we've got Eric Ebron slotted in. There. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Logan Thomas is absolutely on fire, and I want to face him. Hugo Samuel out with an injury. Uh, Manuel Sanders has COVID. Julian Edelman's injured with something. Frank Gore's injured with something. If if Allen Robinson isn't able to go, uh, Joey might have to make some moves uh, coming into the weekend. Yep, it's sure looking like it. Um, yeah, I mean, on my side, I'm happy, hopefully, to have uh, Jameson Crowder back as he is actually the, on average, highest targeted player in the league um, on a per-game basis. And, yeah, I mean, my running bo- back spots are shit show, and we'll see if I can figure that out in time to uh, secure this damn dub. Ten seconds left. I'm going to go with how hungry are you. I think that they are uh, destined for... Uh, a good, good, maybe not greatness, but uh, I think that they. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to the next one. I think they're going to win that one. <laughs> My only question there is for Joey, and it's how hungry are you? <laughs> next, um, next, match- next matchup is yourself, the Freaky Football Grinders. Um, three and four record going up against the Cold Hustlers, four and three record. Uh, tight race here. You're projected 129 to Cold Hustlers 134. I think Yahoo's very kind to me this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that's a pretty down high projection. Where's it all coming from? It's coming from big dogs like George Kittle going up against that soft ass Seattle secondary. That could be a big blow up spot. Also looking at uh, Daryl Football Henderson Jr. Um, probably not going to get his touchdowns vultured from Malcolm Brown this this week. That was probably a one off occurrence for the Hard Ons. Um, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We'll see how the uh, snap count goes with him and Lev Bell working together in that banging KC offense. I, this this week might be tough with them going against Jets. It's it's the revenge game to end all revenge games with Le'Veon Bell. Hopefully he can slap a schlong into Adam Gase's face and get him fired. <laughs> AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, two of the bright spots on my team. Josh Allen, divisional game against New England in the rain. Uh, we'll see how effective him and Beasley that stack can be, but uh, I'm going to need some big things for my roster because you look over at the cold hustlers and two things that I like right now, Michael Thomas has slided in there. He ain't playing right now. Joe Mixon has slided in there. He ain't playing. So we're going to probably see the Gio Bernard show again. And Gio Bernard currently on the Hustlers uh, bench. But then after that, we're looking at probably another A.J. Green appearance. So he's all in on the Bungles. Bungles going against the Tennessee defense. And we know that they were <laughs> undefeated until they went up against the Steelers. So, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. That's right. Russell Wilson, three Man, picks so, last game. Mark has a million shares in the AFC North, eh? Oh, yeah. Steelers, Bengals. Does he have any Ravens? He's got the Browns. They're in there, aren't they? Uh, yep. He's got Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he just fucking loves that AFC Ten North. Ten seconds left. Two um, this one. Yeah, I don't think Michael Thomas and Mixon are playing, so that's going to hurt the Hustlers. I project the Freaky Grinders to pull this one out. Oh, I like that. They're off. I like that. We'll see if it comes true, but uh, stranger things, stranger things. Yeah, I think that's everybody. That is the week. So thank you again all for listening. We are halfway through the season. Uh, it's fuck. been a banging year. It's flying by. Yeah. And uh, who knows what we're going to do when this is all over. But uh, hopefully, <laughs> well, you know, there's uh, there's one of us. I think everybody else is enjoying the year. And hey, maybe if he can beat the Tokyo Titans this week, maybe he'll get off the shot of down train. Oh my God. He'll start a new movement called F- FTT. Fuck the Titans. <laughs> God, we want to end on a final segment, something I prepped. I didn't know if we'd have enough time, but um, I crunched every single team in the PMFL and the amount of players that each team has that are top 100 players uh, across all position groups. I'll run it through it quickly. You can guess who's number one. Tennessee Titans or Tokyo Titans have nine players in the top 100, six players in the uh-huh. top 50. The Skunkle Squad, eight players in the top 100, five players in the top 50. The Stab City uh-huh. Shamrocks, eight players in the top 100, five players in the top 50, but seven players in the top 60, which is actually better than the Tokyo Titans. Uh, the, Stabbers. the Stabbers, yeah. Well, I might be uh, sending them some trade offers. Those sound like some nice pieces. Copenhagen Cowboys, How Hungry I Use, and Primo's Picks all have seven players in the top 50. However, the Primo's Picks have four players in the top 50. Mr. Hungry has three players in the top 50. And the Copenhagen Cowboys have just two players in the top 50. Next, with hmm. six players in the top 100, the Freaky Grinders and the Helmet Boppers. I, however, have just three players in the top 50. The Helmet Boppers have four players in the top 50. And now it gets a little bit interesting because you've got the Cold Hustlers, who I believe are fourth 
in the league have just five players in the top 100, but all five of those players are in the top 50. So very top heavy for the cold hustlers. Uh, shut it down the hard Andres, five players in the top 100, two players in the top 50, um, which is the lowest, but uh, I myself am actually tied for second lowest with three players in the top 50. And the lowest amount of top 100 players on a single roster actually goes to the Indomitian Fuge. Um, so they have four players in the top 100, three of those in the top 50. Um, so looking at that, it gives you a pretty good picture of uh, which teams are at the top. Titans clearly coming out on top, but a couple of uh, surprise picks. The Skunks, a lot of players in the top 100, and maybe those Stab City Shamrocks are a little bit better than they've been letting on with actually seven players in the top 60, not something that anyone would have uh, would have guessed. Hey, those Stabbers are having themselves a year, and I think they've been due for a long time. Usually the story behind the Shabbers, uh, the Stabber Shabber Mamma Jabbers, <laughs> is that they uh, get rained points on every year. And then for some reason, their record is just gets shell shocked from that. And this year he's seeming to bring together some wins. So if I remember correctly as well, it's, it's typically they will get to uh, just one spot within the playoffs. And then while they are out of the playoffs, um, they end up actually <laughs> putting up more sc- points, scoring more points than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe it's going to be different this year, hopefully, for the Stabbers. Yep. They've earned it. They deserve it. And uh, good luck to all. It's uh, week week eight. Week eight in the NFL. Spooky week eight. Spooky week eight on the uh, day following Halloween. Uh, hopefully uh, no more COVID positive tests and uh, injuries this week. We'll Fingers see. crossed. And uh, let's hope everybody stays safe this weekend. And uh Put your masks on and not necessarily your COVID masks, but your scary masks because you can. Wear your (laughs) domes. And we'll catch you boys on the flip side. Captain D out. All right. Mr. Hungry out. Good pod. Peace. Peace. Peace.